Good evening, everyone. I'd like to welcome you to this time of devotion and prayer. This is December the 9th. I would like to begin tonight by just expressing my deepest gratitude for all of the expressions of love you have shown me and my family during the passing of my father. Um, it was difficult to watch my dad pass from this life, but I'm thankful that I know where he is and he has gone to receive his eternal reward. Can't help but think about 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, when Paul's life was ending on this earth, when he said, and this verse so reminds me and my family of my dad, he said, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but to all those who have longed for his appearing I know my dad is receiving his eternal reward as well as many others in our church family. This past week, our church suffered such great loss as we lost Carlton Winters and we lost Charlotte Hood and we lost Lewis Jenkins. And so our sympathy goes to all these families that are hurting and grieving and our church family we're grieving all, over all of these committed, faithful Christians passing. You know, we never want to see them go, but we don't want to see them linger in a condition that they would not want to, to be in. And so we, we are sad, but we also rejoice. But as I'm making this uh, video for this evening, I ask that you would also remember my mother, as many of you saw on the prayer chain yesterday, my mother was admitted into the hospital yesterday with COVID and I ask that you pray for my mom as uh, we pray for God's healing upon her. Pray for my brothers, Jerry and Tim. They've tested positive. One of my nieces and one of my sister-in-laws, Kelly and I are going to be tested in the morning. But I just pray for all of those family members and all of you maybe who are battling this virus. Um, we are so uh, overwhelmed by everything that's going on, but we also are very much aware of God's faithfulness and God's grace. And that's what I want to talk to you just for a few minutes tonight. Uh, you remember in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, when Paul was writing the church at Corinth, Paul was writing because the church at Corinth had been infiltrated by a lot of false teachers who were discrediting Paul, saying that he could not be trusted. They were questioning his integrity as an apostle. Part of the reason is because he changed his itinerary from two short visits to one long visit. They accused him of pocketing an offering that had been collected for the poverty-stricken Jews that were in Jerusalem. They were saying that they had a spiritual superiority. They were claiming to have these revelations or visions that, that made them more holy or closer to God. And then Paul expresses his heart. And I want you to understand tonight that Christians, ministers, were human. We hurt, we grieve, we struggle. 
Um, we sometimes get depressed. We sometimes get discouraged. We're very much human. I shared that last week that I've always tried to be open and honest, authentic with you. And uh, tonight, God led me to this passage of scripture that we're all familiar with, but I pray that it would speak to you and minister to you and your family for whatever you're going through. Begin with verse one of 2 Corinthians 12. Paul wrote, I must go on boasting, although there is nothing to be gained. I will go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know. But God knows was caught up to paradise and heard inexpressible things, things that no one is permitted to tell. I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself except for my weaknesses. Even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say or because of these surpassingly great revelations. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses and in insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. What a powerful and wonderful passage this is. And tonight, I want to talk just for a few moments about verse 9, which is the most familiar out of this passage. Paul had a thorn in his flesh. We don't know what that thorn was. Uh, some have speculated that it was migraine headaches, maybe that had come when he was on the road to Damascus to go persecute Christians before he had his conversion, that, that maybe that bright light when God spoke to him caused him to have migraine headaches. Some have said it was vision problems, which he, we know that he had some vision trouble. Some have said it could have been malaria or epilepsy or we're not sure what it was, but the fact is he pleaded for the Lord to remove that thorn from his flesh. My family and I had been pleading and praying that God would heal my dad. Last Wednesday, I shared with you that my mom had been praying for a miracle and we'd been praying for a miracle of healing for my dad and as I shared with you, sometimes the miracle comes on this side of eternity and sometimes it's on the other side. We know the ultimate healing is when we go to be with our Lord in heaven. And so I know my dad's been healed or your loved one's been healed, but we never want to let go. But when the Lord said in verse 9, my grace is sufficient for you, when we think about grace, I believe it could be defined as love in action. This is God's love for you and for me in action. 
You've heard it defined as unmerited favor or undeserved favor. Well, ultimately, God's grace brings us salvation. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, Paul wrote, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So when we think about God's grace, we know that we don't deserve it because going all the way back to the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve disobeyed God and when sin entered into the world, we are born with a sinful nature and we are not able to save ourselves. But we read in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, when Paul wrote, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. So as we approach Christmas, understand God has given us the greatest gift that could ever be given. He gave us his son, Jesus Christ, to die on an old rugged cross, and through his grace, we are saved from God's wrath and God's punishment. Jesus took the punishment that we deserved, and how could we ever repay him except to live our lives fully surrendered and committed to Christ? So we know that through God's grace, through this gift, we have salvation, but then we also have supernatural strength. He said, for my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. We know that when our strength is not enough, through God's grace, he gives us supernatural strength through the power of his Holy Spirit. That's what Paul was talking about in Philippians 4.13 when he said, I can do all things or everything through Christ who gives me strength. So we know that we have the supernatural strength of God when he gives us his grace to get through these difficult days. But then when we think of God's grace, also think that it sustains us. And when we say the word sustain, we, we believe that it means he supports us. Or again, he Strength strengthens us and helps us to get through these difficult times. He said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And as we continue to read, it said, then when I am weak, then I am strong. Because in Paul's weakness, he was able to boast more about the power of God. And tonight, in my family's weakness, and my weakness, I'm boasting about the power of God because I want to tell you, I and we cannot get through this difficult time without the power and strength of God and without his mercy and his grace and his love. And tonight, if you've never experienced salvation through God's grace, I want you tonight to know how much God loves you and he came into the world to save you and to save me. And all you have to do is cry out to him, confess your sin to him. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us or cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God loves you and he'll forgive you no matter what you've done. All you have to do is cry out to him. 
and then to repent, to turn away from your old ways and begin to walk in newness of life. And we know that Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. And tonight you can become a new creation in Christ. And all you have to do is invite him to come into your heart and just say, save me, Lord. Even when you don't have the words, the Holy Spirit will intercede on your behalf and he'll save you tonight. But we all need God's grace. It's the greatest gift God has ever given us through Jesus Christ when he showed us his amazing grace. And that's why we sing that beautiful song, because of his amazing grace, that we uh, were once lost, but now we are found, and uh, was blind, but now we see. And we know that through God's grace, we have been saved. And so I hope tonight that you will be encouraged by God's grace, that in your weakness, you would know that God is strong. And that's what Paul was boasting about. Then look, if I'm going to boast, and he was speaking in the third person, that man he was referring to, we know he was talking about himself, but he was just giving praise and glory to God that his weaknesses allowed him more of a platform to give glory to God for his supernatural power, strength, and love. So tonight, I'm going to invite you, if you would, to join me as we go to the Lord in prayer, and you'll be receiving an email that has uh, prayer requests and needs, and please be in prayer for all these folks that are hurting and grieving tonight, but let's pray together. Oh God, thank you that your words are trustworthy and true, and that when we are weak, then we can be strong through you. And God, tonight, I just uh, thank you for your faithfulness and your grace and your love. And God, I thank you for a church family that has shown me and my family such love during this season that we're going through. And God, I, I pray that they would know how much I appreciate and we appreciate their expressions of love and sympathy. And God, I pray your blessings upon every person watching tonight. I know, Lord, there are other families who are grieving, and I pray, Lord, that you would comfort them and give them your peace, God, and your grace to help them through this difficult time. I, I pray for families battling COVID. I, I pray, Lord, a special prayer for my mom that you would anoint her with your Holy Spirit and your healing power, God, that it would leave her body. And Lord, I pray that for Tim and for Jerry and, and for my niece and my sister-in-law. Bless them and heal them, I pray. And Lord, I pray for others in our church family that are struggling with this virus, and I pray you would heal them. Lord, I pray that you would be with others that are battling some form of cancer and are going through treatments. Father, I pray for folks that are in the hospital that need your divine touch and your healing power. God, there's so many. Lord, I continue to pray that this virus would end and that these, these vaccines would be safe and be effective. Continue, God, to be with all of our leaders as they make decisions and Father, be with all of our churches. 
because this is so hard on all of our churches and be with our schools and all of our children and and folks, their grandchildren, and, and Father, be with people that are battling depression or addiction or anxiety or worry or fear. Give them gentle peace. Oh, God, these are, these are difficult times. It would be easy to be overwhelmed by everything that's going on, but thank you, Father. We thank you for your grace, your amazing grace that gives us comfort and strength, and we thank you, Father, for that grace. And Lord, I just pray that you would just continue somehow to take maybe what the devil intended for evil and turn it into good for your glory. Father, just as Paul said, this was a messenger from Satan to torment him. Father, many things that we're experiencing, I believe is from Satan and he'd like to kill, steal and destroy. And Father, may he have no glory or victory but that we would keep our eyes upon Jesus. And Lord, just continue to show me and our staff how to minister during this difficult time. And, and that, Father, that we would, you would protect your church, Father, and that people would understand why we have done and are doing what we do to try to keep people safe, Father, from this terrible virus. And Father, I, I just know that you're in control and Lord, I pray that through this season that uh, you're continuing to grow our church and that, Father, uh, people will, that maybe have been watching will start coming when this virus is over and we can get back to more normal times. And, Father, that soon we can all be back together. And I know, Lord, I, I've got a lot of people that I, I'm waiting to hug when we can be back together. And so, Father, I just pray you would give us all your patience, your strength, and again, your grace. And we'll give you all the praise and the glory and the honor for the victory we're trusting you to bring. And the strong and holy and powerful name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. I want to thank you so much for worshiping with us tonight. Right now, my wife and I are quarantined here at the house because we were in direct contact with my family. And so, as I shared, we're going to get tested in the morning. Pray that, that we get a, a negative result because uh, I want to be able to get out. It's hard for me. I've been trying to work from home this week and it's hard for me to keep still, but I'm making calls and emails and and trying to check on folks and, and reading and praying a lot. And so um, I hope that soon we can all be back together. As of right now, uh, we're planning on being back to an in-person service on December the 20th, unless something changes. Uh, that's our goal to have a 8.30 and 11 o'clock in-person service on December the 20th. But we'll keep you posted about that and and also, we had to postpone my dad's funeral service because of my mom's illness and my brother's. And so uh, when we uh, decide on a date for that, uh, we will make you aware as we will do it virtually for those because we're limited on the number that we can have. And I know my dad would have wanted all of you to be able to come, all of you who want, who wish to come and he always uh, loved seeing all of you all at church, and he loved being at church. And uh, 
but I know he is worshiping in, in glory and he's up there with that angelic choir singing and he, he may even be leading uh, one of the songs, Victory in Jesus or uh, Praise the Lord, Praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. But um, thank you again so much for watching tonight. I do love you, and we love you very much, and uh, we love the Lord very much, and we know He loves us, and uh, we just need His grace, and tonight we have some special music that we're going to close with, and uh, I'm not sure who it is, but uh, I know it'll be beautiful, and I pray that it ministers to you. Thanks again. God bless you, and have a wonderful evening.